Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Always an honor to hang out with you for one of the premier trade schools in the East Valley, the East Valley Institute of Technology. favorite automotive lifestyle show right from the campus. When I tell you world-renowned trade school, we're not joking, right here in Mesa. That's a big old fact, Jack. I'm talking with you, WrenchNation.tv, your automotive lifestyle show. Big hugs to all you gangsters in your cars. I hope you got your seatbelts on. Don't be all trying to be all tough, tough without a seatbelt. Well, actually, you can't even. Jaden, had you heard the, the latest? The, you know what? That makes me a little goofy. What is it? Goofy is the word of the day. Goofy. I'm not going to say angry. Angry is not good for spirit. But what makes me goofy? is the chime, the chime on a vehicle. In other words, the, you know, the warning. Put your oh, seatbelt okay. on. Yep, yep, yep. Right? Um, you know, in these chimes, the engineers, they had a few drinks. They were designing chimes, and they said, you know what? These chimes have been around since 1920, maybe. <laughs> and they all sound annoying. <laughs> Do you agree with me? You're in your car right now. How else are they? What happened? This, I know how it goes. You you're on your phone, and everything's chiming, ching ching ching. Whatever it is, it's chiming. You're chiming, and and it doesn't bother you initially. The car's running. You pulled over. Whatever. You're in and out. By the way, you're not going in and out in the burger. You guys got us addicted to in and out, but you ain't in and out. How about in? Wait a moment or two or twenty or forty minutes for your addiction. Anyway, you get in your car to chime. The thing is chiming. Everything's chiming. I think it's just me. I'm, you know, I need more coffee or something. I don't know. Aiden, your car chimes. Yeah, it it it, it did. <laughs> it does. It did it ever bother you? It's just I need therapy. I mean, usually for me, I'm I got everything on. Like I got my seatbelt on. I'm good to go. But you know, sometimes when when it does chime, it's one of those like I I got I gotta shut this off. Like no, some of you, I, I see I see what you do. You guys are cutting the seatbelts, and you just put it in the little female side, the receptacle. I didn't it, know people are doing no, that. No, I'm now. not giving you that idea. You got to be safe, you maniacs. Well, of course, but I didn't know people are doing that more and more. Now. I've seen it in the garage. I've seen your cars come in my garage. Hey, Frank, I need I need some service. I mean, I don't see it often. Not a lot of you, but some of you are doing it. Something's wow. broken. Here's the gig. A lot of you, this is my point. Something's broken in your life. And instead of fixing it, you patchwork. <laughs> you check engine lights on, and what do you do? You get a little black tape. You put the tape on the dashboard, and all of a sudden, the light's gone. I don't need that mechanic. <laughs> we are having fun with you. WrenchNation.tv, uh, proud to announce over 300 shows. If you're new to our little mechanical, maniacal medley, we love you, maniac. You're going to hang with us whether you like it or not. Turn it up. We got over 300 shows, and uh, you know we'll have, we'll have some guests from, uh, gosh, all over. 
And, and you guys think I'm nuts. I'm working on some folks out of Africa, Nigeria. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am. They got an automotive program. I've got a lot of respect for what they're doing in Nigeria. Some of you are spoiled. You need fancy tools. You're in the service bay. You got $40,000 in tools. You go to Nigeria, things are a little different. They have to do about the same with a whole lot less. You've seen the TikTok videos of the Nigerian mechanic fixing brakes. Some of you are scared. You see that. Oh, my God. He's got a tree trunk. He has no lift. Somehow he's got the car in a tree truck. I mean, I'm serious. I'm being serious. Some of you complain. You whine. You snivel. I don't have snap-on tools. Or whatever. You're a hairdresser. You don't have the fancy German scissors. Shears. The $1,000 pair of scissors to cut hair. My point is this. You got to realize you got to work with what you got. And if your seatbelt is chiming... Just plug it in and be safe. Don't cut it. Or realistically, a lot of you will seatbelt it, put it behind you, and off you go. Um, You don't realize when you need that seatbelt until it happens. So I want you to ultimately be safe. And if you've got any other ideas about that chime, because I'm sure there's regulations. I don't know everything here on Wrench Nation, but I'm sure there's somebody in the government that says, Nope, that seatbelt chime must sound just like an out-of-tune oboe. (laughs) I'm saying make it sound happy. It's supposed to be a chime. It's supposed to wake you up, Aiden. By the way, when you get up in the morning, do you need an alarm? Uh, Most times, yes. Alarm is a chime. Do you like the pleasantries? Get you up slowly or that hammer alarm? (laughs) So I actually do have an alarm clock that has a hammer option. But it also has one where you can wake up to your favorite radio show. Wrench Nation. <laughs> well, pers- I, I don't get up at 4 o'clock I'm gonna, in the afternoon, but I would. I'm going to make a mechanic out of you. Don't worry. I got a lot of life in me. We're working on you. You you pretty much already have it at some points. Yeah. WrenchNation.tv. I know a lot of you will dip in out of the show. I respect you. Life is busy. Uh, we have our podcast. I try my best. I'm such an unprofessional sometimes, and I... Forget to upload the shows on the podcast deal, but iHeart, Spotify, we're all over. Underneath the kitchen sink, you'll find our podcast. It's there, I promise. You usually catch that Sunday or Monday, Wrench Nation. I need your help. You're listening to me now. I need your help. I don't need money. I don't need a loan. But what I do need you to do is help me support money and scholarships. How many of you are applying for a scholarship in one way or another? You could be a corporate rock star, 10 years with a company, and there's something in that company right now, a benefit that you're applying for to gain your next level rock star in your career. By the way, you should never stop that. Just because you got 10 years on a job, a career, whatever it is you're doing, stay hungry. There's always ways you can improve. You can. And in fact, I'm going to give you some advice. Are you ready? And I'm being real with you. A lot of you are going to interview for a job. You're done. You're done. I quit. I'm done with that one over there. And you've got your potential. This is major for me. Nursing gig at a hospital. I just put that out there. You worked as a nurse's aide. That's a tough gig. 
I salute. I salute you. When you, in fact, if I'm in a hospital and I see a nurse's aide, boy, I kiss the ground you walk on just as much as I would a doctor. I salute you. But you're moving on in your career, and you're. This is my tip, my advice. You're gonna you're gonna sit down with that that interview, and they're gonna check you out. Uh, what you been doing with your life? Let's look at the resume. They're gonna do all that standard stuff, and you're gonna you're gonna present yourself professionally, passionately. And you're on your way to getting that gig. In fact, it looks really good. The interview went really well. You're excited, but you missed an important question. You are interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. That's very true. What does my training trajectory look like with your company? In this case, a hospital. Hospitals have a lot of training. What does that look like for me? Five years, three years, five years, ten years out. Because a lot of you complain you're working, you're, you're, you're at a gig where you're working and it's three years and, and guess what you say? Oh my gosh, I just, I don't get enough money. I didn't get a raise. They gave me 22 cent raise. Stop thinking of it that way. If you have an opportunity to start fresh with a company, you need to know what they're going to do to invest in you, which is training. The more we train, the more we gain those knowledge bombs about what we do. Hello, that's more money in the piggy bank. If you're, if you're interviewing for a company and that company's like, well, uh, we have online training. Okay, great. That's great. You have to ask yourself, does online training work for me? Very important. Listen to what I say. A lot of you would prefer online. A lot of you would prefer in person. You have to ask these questions. My point is I want you to be armed up in anything that you do to never stop investing in you, which equals training, which equals more money, more money, more money. Unless you're working for a ragtag outfit. I need your help, though, and I mean this. Techforce.org. It's happening right now. The Tex Rock Awards. In fact, it's going down in Glendale, Arizona Cardinal Stadium in March. Meekum auctions. Oh my goodness. Everybody can find something at Meekum auctions. A lot of you think, oh, car, car auctions, it's too much. That car is too much money. Forget the car. Get you a pedal car. Get you some yard work art type stuff for the garage. They have everything for everybody. Meekum auctions has teamed up with Tech Force Foundation for the Tech Rocks Awards. Now, what is this, people? Techforce.org. You can get on there. They have currently the People's Choice Award. It's a grand prize. For what? A working technician. If you are going to your local rock star mechanic on the corner, or my dealership family, you got good mechanics at the dealership, and you got somebody there that always takes care of you by way of an automotive technician, you can publicly right now, techforce.org, vote them right now. It's the People's Choice Awards. Now, I'm doing the judging along with uh, many others, uh, some of the who's who in the industry. And we've done, we've, we've turned in our deal on who we voted for. And it wasn't easy. It's a very competitive field of working technicians. And what am I telling you right now? Aspiring technicians. If you've got a youngster that you know who's up and coming, likes to tinker, just started making money. Maybe they're at the, their third month at the lube shop. You vote for them. You can vote. Techforce.org. 
Get in there and vote. Uh, what do you think about this, there, Mister Aiden? So is that a, is that aspiring tech still op- is still open for that, or is that closed now? It is open currently to the People's Choice Grand Prize. I'm not telling what the grand prize is. I'm gonna tease you, maniacs. But trust <laughs> me, Tech Force does it with style and grace. They spend a lot of their efforts working hard. One of the leading charitables in the country. Mom and Dad, I'm telling you, scholarships are out there. If you have someone, techforce.org. Again, that's the public votes is happening. The people cho- People's Choice Grand Prize vote for a working technician. Somebody that's a leader in the industry. Could be an instructor, technician type individual. Works under hood. Then spends time over here in the classroom to teach and train. Right. Or is helping their fellow technician in the service bay. You get to hang at Meekum Auctions, which is a big grand poobah of auctions at the Arizona Cardinal Stadium that's happening in March. Voting is open now through February 28th. You got some time, people. Techforce.org. I'm excited about it because you know why? I hear this a lot, Aiden. Sometimes people crap out. They just like, the world is against me. Eh, It's not working out for me. You're just not turning over enough leaps because you quit. You ever feel like that? Uh, plenty of times. I mean... How do you get over that? You eat peaches, apples? What do you do to get over the quit mode? It it kind of depends on the person, really. But a lot of the times, a lot of the people that I've surrounded myself with in the past, you know, they're the, one of the ways that they do that is take some time away from... You know, tinkering, whether you're at work, say, you know, you're an aspiring technician at like a discount tire or something. So you're saying if like you get burned out at take, work. Yeah. Take some time away from that. What do you do? And, What's time out for you? Uh, For me, honestly, I take I work at Walgreens personally, and I, I also work at Hubbard Radio with KSLX and KUPD. Stop beating up the Walgreens people, man. <laughs> I know you need your medication, but slow it down. These people working hard. So I take some time away from work, you know, sometimes when I'm burnt out. I just kind of started my own little hobby slash hopefully I can turn this into a small business where I'm working with other smaller businesses and working on advertising for them. All right. Where can people find you? Don't uh, don't give us an elevator pitch. Just give me a website. Where can I send people? Uh, right now, I don't have a website All up right. and running. You can reach but... out to wrenchnation.tv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. If you're willing to help me out with that. All yeah. Right. Let's move on because the people are bored. They said enough of this talk about stuff. What's the value in it for you right now? You're hanging out with us. You could be, uh, you know, on the golf course in the headsets. I've talked to some of you listening to Ranch Nation. Your whole shots are screwy. You don't do them right because you're not, whatever, you're drunk on the golf course. By the way, that old waste management thing. What do you mean? Uh, well, they got beat up by the rain. That's oh, big. yeah. But, man, you people party out there. That's that's one big party. Yeah. And it don't matter. Like, uh, if, if we prove to ourselves, if it's raining, we're still going to party. <laughs> I, yeah. love, I love that spirit, by the way. I mean, hey, sometimes you just got to party to party. Whether On today's show, I want to introduce topic, man, because some of you want to get some value out of some, some, some consumer advice. You may have seen the latest report. In my opinion, I, I thought it was a little sizzle. In other words... It's like keywords, let's put this out there, let's generate some sizzle. And that was a recent report, which I thought was well done, but I questioned this report a little bit, about what you right now 
could be complaining about. What would you be complaining about right now in life regarding the cost of things? We know inflation is ridiculous. Your water bill, electric bill, insurance bill, everything's gone up. We know that. We did. We talked about this. And some of you have just like, oh, gosh, whatever. Whatever's going to happen. I'll eat less pizza. Oh, actually, some of you are spending on credit cards like maniacs. Stop, stop spending on those credit cards. Try to spend what you got. I tell my kids that. So, honey, how much is your credit card bill this month? It's $800. What'd you buy? Uh, well, I had them deliver coffee. I said, what? The, what? The, have you seen the cost, DoorDash? Yeah. Why um, Why are people spending buku money? To, are we lazy? Is Or is it like a feel-good? Like, this this person just delivered my food. Now, I'm, I'm going to go back to, to something that was said on a previous show uh, with Uva Kleinschmidt. Instant satisfaction. Oh, some of you want it now. Now we've heard we've heard so many people on this show say the same thing over and over again. It's instant satisfaction that we all want, and that is one hundred percent true. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people are, you know, they they don't have enough money right now, but they have, you know, they have a couple credit cards. They're going to spend, you know, twenty five, thirty, forty dollars on DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever, you know. And I think that's kind of where that comes into play. All my DoorDash drivers, I have some of you listen to the show, you lifters and you Uberers and you, you're part of that gig economy. I love you. I see you in the garage sometimes and your stuff's all broken. You need it up and going. I need it now, Frank. I got deliveries. <laughs> you need to plan your service a little better. But what I'm saying to you is you know this. Um, it's it's sort of this flex economy thing. Clock in when I can, clock in when I out. That's part of that side hustle. I respect that so much. But- I just, it's a phenomenon, maybe because I'm stuck in the 80s as an 80s child, you know, Billy Idol, where we we just walked 10 blocks to get good pizza. <laughs> we walked. You ain't walking now. You maniacs are just going to call somebody. And if you do, uh, this is my point on that. You need to stop being cheap tippers. I see this phenomenon. This is what gets me. A lot of you complain about inflation. All right, it's there. It's out of our control. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not an economist. But at the same time, these hardworking souls, you're giving them, you complain about the tips, the tip phenomenon. I see this in the media. Why do we got to cover that? Just pay that individual. And if you had poor service, let them know. You think they're a perfect server, a perfect dasher, uberer, blifterer? Let let them know. Most people want to get better. In the meantime, if you got Rockstar service and what do you do? Tip them the best you can. Stop complaining about tips. I tip. Shekels, gold, whatever I got, I'm tipping. <laughs> if I had a fleet of goats and I'm over there in the Middle East, I'll be tipping half a goat. I'm going to get heck for my Middle Eastern brothers and sisters. But you get what I'm saying. You will complain about inflation, and I get it. But don't forget these people. They're front line serving your food. They're frontline hustling through traffic to get you, get you your overpriced drink. Work a little extra overtime for tip money. <laughs> Take care of these people. It's just a change in mentality. I think if we, if we can have a bit more gratitude for the people truly working hard to to do what we can. And some of you are saying, well, Frank, they they did this thing on the, I go to the machine, I put my card in, and now they're prompting. You know, tips or, hey, California, I heard, has uh, 
uh, restaurants are charging for uh, health, employee health care fee. Oh, wow. What do you expect people to do? This stuff's expensive. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. Go back to this show topic. We're going to try and take our time with this. Why has car repair gotten so expensive? CNBC did a whole 14-minute deal. You can find that online. Just type it up. And I listened to it, and it had some good points, very, very good points. Most of it was on the collision side as to why um, when you get into an accident, a lot of you don't see it because your insurance company pays for it. What you are seeing is increased insurance rates. What do you expect them to do? Stuff's expensive. They got to cover their costs. And some of you may lose your insurance because you're a risk. Some of you are in that place right now. But this this news release is talking about why is it so expensive? What happened? So I figured what I'd do for you, I, I can't help you too much on the collision side. I'll cover some of the points that the article addressed. I didn't find any contention or argument to this article, which talked about supply chain. Still got, you know, COVID kind of broke some stuff. It's repaired a little bit. And now you got the Middle East drama. By the way, I served over there in the Straits of Hormuz. Shout out to all my veteran family. And the same thing that happened in the mid to late 80s is happening again. It's been going on, which has to do with what people, I'm not getting politicky and I'm not getting into whatever side of the fence you're on. But what needs to keep the world moving is trade and shipping. We could see astronomical, if not already, the introduction to high pricing. If folks can't travel through the Straits of Hormuz up to the Suez Canal and get our goods and stuff that we want to buy, they have to go longer rides. But my point is um, that is a big deal for commerce. And so your wallet is affected by these inflationary costs. And I'm not here to argue um, your take. Well, COVID, we got free money and we got to pay for that now. Some of you got COVID rich. What does that mean? You got hashtag fake money. <laughs> you got money mailed to you. Government money. What do you think? Who is this? We're not making it in the ground with potatoes. Like we got to pay for that as an economy. And right now we're, we're somewhat GDP is over whacked. And I don't want to get too sidetracked here. We're spending a lot more than we make. It's a big problem. But how does that affect you as a consumer, in this case with Wrench Nation, for car repairs? So a lot of you, what you do is you're shopping for car service, vehicle repairs, like you would walnuts at the grocery store. You're price shopping. You're comparing prices like you would orange donuts and wedding dresses, whatever. This is a service. And so what I want to break down today is I'm going to give you as a shop owner, as a business owner for over 25 years, I'm going to give you what it costs to run a modern day garage. I'm going to give you insight to that. And I'm hoping that I can convince you that no, we're not, we're not getting rich, but there are sizable costs. And we're going to break that down. I want to give you some takeaways about how you can understand what does it cost? How much does labor cost? What's uh, fixed expenses and stuff? Because my hope is that you can come at this with a little more respect in how you're seeking service if you don't have a service provider. Because a lot of you are, you know, you're going to call around. I had a couple people today, you know, how much is an oil change? And, you know, it's like, okay, well, here's the price. And 
we have a reason for why we charge what we charge, and we're going to talk about that. So I figured you guys would get some value to that. Uh, Automo Blog is a website. Good people putting out some good content. But specifically, automoblog.net, with their whole crew of talented journalists, I got to give them shout outs. Alvin Rays, Alex Hartman, Brenda Woods, Dash Lewis, and David Strawn. And of course, the world famous Carl Anthony. They're putting out some good articles. And we're going to highlight something for you extended warranties for cars over 100,000 miles. Aiden, do you think you could find an extended warranty that will be legitimate over like an older vehicle? I mean, we know you can go buy new and they'll present an extended warranty. Over 100K, do you think you could find? Your mic is not on. We'll get that corrected. Yeah, I mean, they are there. But my point is, audibleblog.net released, it was David Strawn who worked on this, a video about extended warranty for cars over 100,000 miles. And they've done some really good work on some consumer homework for you. Some of you think it's not possible. It's it's possible, but there's definitely some stipulations. So automoblog.net. Visit our friends at automoblog.net if you are interested in extended warranty for cars over 100,000 miles. How about I tell you how we can address the cost, specifically with uh, the cost of automotive repair. You guys can feel it. I feel your pain as well. We're going to come back. I'm going to reveal some of my real-world expenses as a garage owner over 25 years, always learning and growing to serve you. I'm going to reveal what are the costs associated to when you go in and get service. Stay tuned, Branch Nation. For Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Bolt on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt on Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real time digital reports multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. 
Welcome back, WrenchNation.tv. Some of you dip in and out. I appreciate you. Life happens. You can get on our podcast, Spotify, iHeart, and of course our, our website there. A lot of you have gotten uh, got wind of this uh, news. A lot of it was uh, regarding the cost of uh, auto repair and how that's significantly gone up. Uh, specifically, CNBC covered what really was a weight behind the collision industry. You guys know uh, with the technology that's out there, parts are more expensive. The way cars are designed, according to this article, and we're going to get specifically to to vehicle service underhood, not the collision. But to give you perspective, costs increased like over 4% per year from November 2013 to 2023, right? 4% a year, whatever that math is, that's almost 10 years. That's 40% compared to 2.8% for the rest of the economy. 4.1%, 2.8%, which I could argue, right? you always got to question these, these numbers, right? But the cost of milk went up. X amount of dollars. The cost of this over here, breadsticks went up, movies, what have you. But specifically for repair side business, 4.1%. A lot of you are questioning that. You notice the difference. I talked to you. Hey, Frank, why is the why is the oil change a whole lot more? Like a lot more. It used to be X amount of dollars. And I want to shed some light about why why you can expect more. And you can, you can like take away whatever you feel like you can feel like, ah, that's BS. That's a poor excuse. Bring back 1982 prices. So I want to reveal some of these costs. Number one, we talk about it on the show often, and it's just the fact that labor has gone up. Why has labor costs gone up? Labor costs has gone up because, well, I'm trying to make some change and there are a few others in the industry. It doesn't seem like many of you want to work on cars. So when there's a labor pool issue, the demand for labor goes up and, you know, the cost of labor goes up. So I'll give you perspective. Years ago, you you may be an entry-level technician and you could be a dollar over minimum wage and you got excited. Not today. You know, a good entry-level technician should make $20 to $25. Now, that's up for a little debate. Some of you are not making that, but those operations that get it, because guess what? What does entry-level do? In my garage, they're responsible for a lot. They're responsible for a lot. And, and, and a lot of them are going to be doing the oil service and inspection with a, with a tight system and protocol and uh, a seasoned master technician that may come over periodically to make sure they get right. How many of you want to trust that operation uh, with, with, a, with a technician that has entry level that's getting paid a livable wage somewhat, right? That's entry level. Uh, a lead technician that has to require, oh my gosh, training, 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 60, 70, 80, 100 million lines of code uh, for a check engine light. Here's where a lot of you get upset. I'm going to give you a scenario regarding cost. Y'all know what a gas cap is or you know what that fuel filler door is. I mean, you don't have a gas cap. The door seals it up. You open it, close it, seals the whole deal. The gas cap is integral for... Our environment, we don't want fuel vapors leaking. Now, you may not have a symptom with a bad gas cap. You have a check engine light, and you may have to get through emissions. you got to address it. So you take it into a local shop, and they, they're respectable. They've got decent reviews. They seem like a good operation. And they need to charge you, it could be a couple hundred dollars, 
for what you will see in the end when they come back and tell you we tested a defective gas cap. Aiden, if I told you you had to pay $100 to $200 to properly test the what we call evaporative system to come down to the conclusion that your gas cap was bad, right? If you go to the dealer, you pay whatever, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Aftermarket, I don't recommend 15 bucks for a gas cap. You may walk away and say what? Wow, they charged me $140 to tell me I had a bad gas cap. Yeah, I'd feel kind of a little bit of cheated out, but it all, but then now knowing what I know, you know, being on the show and, you know, talking with you, you got to pay those people. You got to pay those people to do that inspection and they have the skill set to test that. So in the end, if it's a couple hundred bucks, yeah, a couple hundred bucks. A lot of you already, I can see you driving your car right now. You're fuming. You're like, oh, that's, I don't believe that, Frank. It's a lousy gas cap. I'll put it to you this way. You got a free check. Free. They did it for free. They said you need a gas cap. Cool. I pay the gas cap price only. You go away. And then that light comes back on and you come back. You're busy. You're working two jobs. You got to take off from work. Because it wasn't tested properly and verified, you didn't pay the most valuable part, which I call the x-ray. And you got a half-hearted guesswork sloppy solution. Put a gas cap on. Now, some of you are saying, well, you could get lucky. My point is this. That cost to test these vehicles has gone up. Listen, back in the mid-90s when I had my garage, I made a big mistake. I offered a free test. What was my logic? I was 26 years old. Free test. Free. Free. People are going to love me. It's free. These things were complicated back in the mid-90s to work on. And I found myself struggling because I couldn't afford to test it properly. And you have that going on now. Now, some of you are saying, okay, I get it, inflation, that's part of the cost. But what is the cost truly to you if it's not tested properly up front? That's my point. Those fees have gone up. Why? The training involved is huge. Some of the 20 and 30 year mechanics, they were, they were rock stars in the industry. They took an early retirement. A lot of you did during COVID. You figured, okay, this is it. This is my exit. The world is blowing up right now. I'm in my fifties. I'm going to walk away. Some of you walked away for bigger reasons and these things got complicated and it was just not for you. So when you go into a service facility, and I include the dealerships, there's a huge cost. And again, I'm, I'm going to give you my cost to training. I could spend $10,000, $15,000 minimum a year just on training. It could be more. Years ago, it was, it was, all right, we got training. But now the training is ongoing. So be careful. Here's a question you would ask going into a new service facility. What kind of training does your Rockstar certified technicians get? Talk to me about that. Because you're about trying to build a relationship. You're thinking about how much my stuff's going to cost. I get that. I'll never remove that. As a consumer, you should be aware of price. But some of you fall into that, tripe and, uh, that trap and that price, that's smoothie groovy. They were a whole lot less than everybody else. I'm going in. And you got bamboozled. Ask the right question. So part of that investment, part of the increase in costs is the legitimate, viable 
training. It's huge training. Uh, technicians can use lab scopes, and, and that's what we call like an L1-level master technician. And working with lab scopes and waveforms requires lots of training. We're not talking voltmeters. So think about that. How much does it cost to have my vehicle properly tested? Now, a lot of you saying, Frank, I don't need that. I went to AutoZone. I went to O'Reilly. And I love my AutoZone family in O'Reilly. They, they provide a service. But it's not in-depth, people. You, you are walking away with a code pull. And a lot of you have experienced it. It's not enough. It'll let you know generally. But the data which is being deciphered, that takes training. When I have to look at mode six data, when I have to look at true values of fuel trim to determine a misfire, a lot of you say, ah, I need a tune-up. I talked to a guy today. He said, ah, I know I need a tune-up. I got a misfire. <laughs> I got a misfire. My point is the training side of stuff has gotten expensive. How many of you realize commercial real estate right now? My cost to a, a bank loan is higher. My cost if I'm leasing is higher. Everything's at a premium. Now, would you say you're okay with me making a profit? I think most would. Some of you haters say, no, my mechanic shouldn't make any money. <laughs> but, but I'm being silly. But that has gone up. Parts. Here we go. Parts. A lot of you, I hear this. Well, Frank, I go to eBay. By the way, eBay. I love eBay. eBay, I love you. But guess what's happening on eBay? Chinese counterfeit parts. Ooh, those you got to watch you, out for. Yeah, you think you're looking at Motocraft. And I get it. Some of you are saying, well, he's a verified seller. He's got a high rating. Be careful. And I will tell you, most brick-and-mortar businesses will not, cannot compete with an internet price. How many restaurants can compete with an internet price? The dry cleaner, can he compete with internet price? Well, you're charging me $27 for a steak. I know I get it on the internet. That internet, 12 bucks. Do yourself a favor. Allow folks to make a profit because when they do, they can own a bona fide ironclad warranty. A lot of you get it twisted because you think you can get parts online. And I respect it. Some of you do your own stuff. And that's not really what this is about. This is for the do-it-for-me crowd. You come into a garage, a respectable facility... There's a markup in parts. It's part of the business model. It's part of the business. There's no hiding that. Most will tell you that. Now, why is that? It's part of their profit model. Now, some of you are saying, well, they can't price gouge. I get it. They got to be fair. I'm not saying it's got to be whacked out. But part of that is enabling you to have long distance warranty and allowing the provider to give you that quality. Now, if you said, hey, I'm selling my vehicle in a month, They'll work with you. They don't want to get you the, the, the shiniest, new, state-of-the-art. They want to fix it, but you don't need to overspend on long-distance quality. And we get that. You need to make sure. That's one of the things when you go into a garage. A good garage will ask you, how long do you plan on keeping it? Aiden, if you came in and you had a large repair bill, you immediately start thinking, oh, snap, how long am I going to keep this car? Isn't that like, am I going to? Like if you were given a $1,000 repair bill, what are you going to ask yourself? Well, I got to keep her for three years. I guess I may, I should do it. Well, I actually did have a $1,000 repair bill. And, you know, I, I sat there and I was like, well, I don't know. Like I already planned on keeping this car passed, but what am I going to do? 
You know, it, the only thing that went through my mind was, oh no, what, what was wrong with my car that much that it was a thousand dollars and how am I going to fix this moving forward? Because I don't know how long I'm really going to have this car. And I didn't end up having it for very long. Well, hopefully it wasn't a do or die type repair. You know, brakes is a situation where you, you have to address it. I will tell you, this is another question for you. We've talked about this periodically, and it's worth reminding you, listening. What are my options, right? We know stuff can get expensive. You just gave me a complete overhaul. I may not need a complete overhaul of everything under the sun on my vehicle. What do I need today, and what can I service plan over the next three to six months? A good advisor will tell you that. A good advisor will also be true and real with you if there are things that are definitely like required to keep your hoopty running reliable, you can need to know that. And it works the other way around because guess what, people? The shady and the shysters are out there. They'll tell you, you got $400. Meanwhile, what you really got is $3,000. Some of you are being bamboozled because you're not being told the whole picture. And some of you say, I don't need an inspection on my car. I don't need it. Just change the oil. That's all I need. Change your oil. Meanwhile, you're lying to yourself and you're going to crash your wallet. It's like going to a doctor. I get it. Some of you don't want to go to the, I don't want to know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I get it. Like that's like anxiety. But as you get older, you have no choice. If you're going to be preventative and proactive and hedge and fight something when it's small, you should be getting a thorough inspection every time your hoopty stops by or whatever it is, an oil service or what have you. You'd like to know, and you trust that they would tell you things that can wait. And I get it. A lot of you won't do that because they're always telling me I need stuff. All right, well, how about they don't tell you? And then you go from small to large. So I know I'm preaching on that, but I get pretty passionate because I literally have seen you guys overspend money because you you just didn't want to know, and then you want to know what the heck happened, and life is miserable. We don't need miserable life. Here's another fixed expense. It's kind of a variable, if you will. What cost me as a garage owner is equipment. 1995, if I told you I opened a garage for less than $20,000, you wouldn't believe me. I saved every red penny. I went under mattresses, old socks. I went on the street, walked 10 miles, looked for every single penny to save to open my first shop. Some of it I'm being silly, but some of it is true. You could not do that today. It's very difficult and do it successfully. You could. You could trudge through it. Equipment has gotten more expensive. The cost of metals, everything that you can think of, hardware-wise, the prices have gone up. There's a maintenance factor. When we preach maintenance for your vehicle, we got to maintain our equipment. That costs money. Those are are costs to think about. And I may convince you, some of you, to open up your own shop because you get some details here. But those are costs. Software. Anytime I get into a Mercedes... And I got to have Mercedes information. I have to pay for that. It's not free. And it's not a code pull. Code pull could be free for some of you. But if I'm to look at data to diagnose things and test things properly, to eliminate guesswork, there are subscription fees. There are software fees. All of that. We are only as good as the resources we have. And that's my next point to you. When you go into your local garage, what kind of resources do you have by the way of information, to properly fix my car. You want to ask price. 
You want to ask price. How much, how much does it cost for this? To build that relationship, why not ask, what, what, what do you got to properly service my vehicle? Equipment, resources, uh, you know, service bulletins, all these kind of things. Because then what that's going to do for you is give you a sense and feel of what? The true credibility. Like I go into a hospital and they're beautiful and they're just Taj Mahal's. I feel comfortable. I'm in a hospital. They know what they're doing. If I walked into a hospital and it was ragtag and it was just chaotic, it's not because that's a whole different industry, but it's the presentation. It's the presentation. A lot of it's because it's health. Got to keep it clean. Frank, you're an idiot. They got to be clean. A garage don't need to be clean. I beg to differ. Come into my garage. You'll see how clean it is. You could disco, break dance, and eat lunch, all that on my floors and walk away and still go to your quinceanera with your fine dress. I keep my shop clean. Most shops like to do the same. Some shops are extremely busy. They try their best. But you can size that up. Is that part of inflation? Do, do I have a cost to keep my shop clean because I have pride of ownership and I want to make it presentable for you? Heck yeah, it cost me. It cost me to keep it clean. I may have a cleaning company, right? So think about the costs. And, and I get it. Some of you couldn't care less. It's not my problem, Frank. It costs you money to work on my car, but those costs are legit. Those costs are legit. And with inflation regarding parts, those costs are legit. And a lot of you will go, as I said, online, and you'll see it less expensive. Am I saying Chinese counterparts uh, or counterfeits are like huge, a huge problem? Uh, no, it's not a huge problem, but it exists. I've seen it. Am I telling you that the quality and design of parts are a big difference? 100%. Are you ready? I'm going to explain it to you. A lot of you gearheads, you need to listen. And if you're not a gearhead, especially with brakes, are you ready? A lot of you shop your brakes. I get it. You see the coupons and you do all that. I'm going to break down a brake rotor, the disc. Brake pads apply to the brake rotor. The brake rotor's moving with the tire. It's turning, turning, turning. Apply the brakes, clamping device, forces the rotor to slow down. What do you develop? Friction. What comes out of friction? Heat. Heat is everything with brakes. Everything. That brake rotor from the factory, as you bought it from the factory, new vehicle, inside of that brake rotor are veins. Think of a fan blade. That fan turns. Some of you bought the cheap fan and you only had five blades the good fans have like nine, and they're blowing air, and they're moving air, and you feel good. Brake rotor is the same thing. Now, can I get away making less of these veins, these sort of blades that live inside that rotor? You sure can. Will you stop? You sure will. But when I have less veins, less of those blades, that rotor's getting hotter. That rotor is experiencing duress. So be careful with your shopping on brakes. There are differences in those brake rotors. And my seasoned professionals know what we're talking about. We know. We, you're, you hear me? You say, yes. Again, how long are you going to keep the car for? We don't want to overspend on stuff we don't need. But if that's your baby and you're keeping it, you want to ask the question, are you ready? Are these parts that came from the factory? Factory parts. Are they designed like the factory? Because you will call around and get your little brake job quote, 
And yes, your car will stop, but they're nowhere near what factory quality should be. Big differences. So I hope you understand that. I hope you guys get that. That's part of the expense. Those price on, on metals, that has gone up. That has just been huge. So, Aiden, um, is it me? You, you've had in your with your vehicle services, and do you ever feel like you ever had a situation where I got a good deal, but you really didn't? You know, I, I, I actually do. And, you know, there are some points where, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about, about the one service that I had with the $1,000 and my previous car and everything. And, you know, part of me says that I, deal, that I did get a good deal. And part of me says that I kind of, you know, something was done behind my back or whatever. Cause I was in, I was in the main room. I didn't really see what they were doing to my car. Why did you feel there was something? Let's talk about that because a lot of you feel like they ripped me off. They didn't do what I paid for. That's, a, that's actually a sentiment of a lot of you. Because they told me that they were doing that in place of, for example. So when I got there, they had lifted my car up, took all my tires off, whatever, whatever. They had said that there were scorch marks on my, on my tire wells or whatever. And they said like scorch, like hot, like scorch, hot scorch marks. That and what did you bring? They, in? What did you, let me back up. So help, help the audience. What, what were your symptoms? What'd you bring that car in for? My car, uh, every time that I hit the brakes, it was screeching All right. and metal you know, to metal. Like me, grind. It, it sounded like All metal right. to metal, but All it right. was also sometimes you just heard this high pitch whine and it wasn't natural. Right. So <laughs> they, they did, they charged you what they charged you. They, yeah, they charged it, me. I think. Was it fixed when you left? So it was fixed when I left. Okay. The Where? only thing was they had said, Hey, just to let you know, we also did some a couple things with your fluids. Did you give them authorization? No. Stop right there, people. Stop doing that. You do not do that. A good good garage will never spend your money without your permission, man. It's not it's not part of the gig. I'm sorry, Aiden. I'm going to spank that situation right now. Go oh, I your, don't blame you. That's part your, of the reason. Go to your room. <laughs> well, so, that that was part of the reason why I said like I feel like I got a good deal. For the brake job that was happen that needed to so you happen. went in and, and and they gave you a price on brakes. So did you get any price on anything, or was it just a show up? It's done. You got there and it was a thousand bucks. They ended up telling me, oh well, we're gonna give you a discount on the fluids or whatever, but the you know, and we're gonna do this deal. You know, did they we'll ask do- you? If, did they ask you after they gave you the price? Do you want to do that? They had, they did. They had asked me to their credit. They had asked me, did I want to proceed so did with you, the brake job? Ah, and that they, was how much? 600, 400, 500? 800. Okay. So 800 bucks. And then you come in and it was a thousand? It was $800 for a complete, like, you know, a complete service Whatever of the brakes. brakes. Okay. They ended up apparently on the thing. It was like, oh, well, you're also here for six hours. What's that? I was I was there for six hours, so it was also a, a time? cost. A time. Right, well, that's where you fell short. Is what can I what can I expect for completion? Stuff takes time, right? I, I got to keep that balanced. And and if they said we'll have you done by end of day, and they were done five days later, oh hell no, that's not three happening. hours of that six hours was waiting for the parts to come in from a but different so, that, from a different you, place. No leg to stand on on your part, other than. What time are we expected for the job to be completed? Right. 
whether parts takes a lot of you, what happens is you see the car it's sitting in the parking lot and you don't realize, yes, there's time. They got to get the parts, blah, blah, blah. Some of you even say, if you're waiting, all right, Hey, you have not even touched my car yet. Relax and chill out. Now, in all fairness, credit to you driving. You need to ask those questions. Not when parts will get here, when the mechanic will start working on it. When can I anticipate my car to be completed? Here's another tip. Do you offer rental in case my car is not completed based upon your estimation? Because what's happening with you? You need wheels. You you like, and there's no public transportation here is questionable, right? Yeah. I mean, that would really rock your world. Oh, got to do a two-hour bus thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Some shops will offer their cost to get you into a rental because you're busy. My soccer moms are busy. You better not mess around with their time. Mm-hmm. And so- Sometimes, and I don't like the word promise time. I like to say estimated, and we're really working for that. But I better, as a good shop owner, have contingency if that's not met. So you sat around, they charged you 200 more. What you, what you fail at is technically you didn't authorize that extra money. Is that what you're no, saying? No, I didn't. Well, that's a problem, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I'm still trying to pay that off and still working on that. And that's- What did you say? Hey guys, I only authorized the brakes. We only got about four minutes. Yeah, I told him I'm only I only had authorized the brakes. Why are you working on anything else to do with my car? I said, oh well, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna. They said we're gonna charge we're gonna put that as free, as free services because technically you didn't know you needed to get that done, and we're only doing the brakes. I had two and a half hours to do that brake job because I was also taking my girlfriend to and from Okay, I get, I get the time. I get the time. It, it's, it, everything fell apart. They didn't right. estimate time. There's some additions. Um, so just to, to give some value to the audience listening, I need to know, okay, what's my total cost to correct the right. problem? Um, hey, and in some situations, are there any surprises that could come about? Because remember, this is still an estimate mode. It's kind of locked. It's, it's kind of locked solid that that should be the price, but let's say they couldn't pull off the rotor and the wheel studs broke and there's going to be added costs. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee any added costs? That's a good question. Do you foresee any added costs? Man, people write this down because you're you're pissed at the local thing because you, they're, they're bad communicators. You can't help that. You need to make sure you're communicating. This is part of empowering your wallet because in the end, could I say maybe if some of that went down on your part, I can't speak for them. I could go on and on. Right. But you could have saved a couple bucks. I could have essentially. And that's I mean, one you of could have things. made the decision because you would have said, okay, 200 more. Do I need that today is the follow up? Or right. can I, because money's tight. Right. Do I need this? Is this imperative to the repair being done on my brakes? Right. And right. then, and then, and they would say, yes, this is why and explain it. So you understand it. Not because they're understanding it. You need to understand it. And then you make a decision. Or they say, nope, you can come back for that. And then you would say, okay, 200 bucks, I'm tight, I'll come back for that. Yeah. Basically, that was what we did, and we set up a payment plan and took care of everything. Well, like I'm that, glad they, so. they uh, it kind of makes me upset, though. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to just speak on it, and it is what it is. Uh, our industry can be just horrific with communication. That's why Wrench Nation exists. I don't have the holy grail. I'm transparent. I make mistakes, and it costs me money. I make a mistake. Well, here you go. Here's a proposition. If I cannot fix it and I gave you an estimate and I didn't fix it, should you pay me? 
Yeah, you should still end up getting paid essentially. Absolutely not. That's my policy. Some would argue that. Nope, you made a dr- you made a, a really good emotional attempt in fixing my stuff. <laughs> and and I'm going to pay you. And it's not fixed, but I love you, Frank, and I'll pay you. No, man, that's not real world. No, no, no. No. That now what behooves me to have my act together with training proper equipment. These things cost. And I decide as a shop owner, I'm going to take that route. It's going to cost. My fees cost more than the average shop. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I can own stuff because now I got properly paid people who are trained. I got the proper equipment, software, resources, parts, the whole nine. Lunch for my team just about every day. Keep them smiling. What do you do as a consumer? You see a happy crew. So I don't want to go on and on, but my point is, you got to ask those right questions, and um, I have, I, I'm going to get hate on this. I have my, or I get love on it. I don't know. Should you pay for something that wasn't fixed? No, you shouldn't pay for what wasn't Should fixed. Should you get paid for the attempt to fix it? No, you no. shouldn't. You did not fix it. You didn't fix it. I go to the doctor. Wrong kneecap. Sorry, I ain't paying you. <laughs> now, that's a bad analogy. It was the right side, not the left side, you dummy. <laughs> I'm being real silly, but I'm a real stickler about that. And in order for me to do this in a lot of great shops out there, a lot of great automotive service facilities, including the dealership, there's a lot of great dealerships. They got to invest in the skill set, training, resource, all of that. And guess what? All of that has gone up in price. Therefore, it'll cost. So there you have it. Any last parting words for you, Mr. Aiden Moore? Just say, have a good one. Yeah, have a good <laughs> have one. Have a good one. You need to give me a website. I want to help you. I want to get you, because you 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 got some good talent. You're doing some good stuff, voiceover work. Of stuff. course. Well, I'm, I'm getting that set up right now, actually. Yeah, don't forget DJ AC hanging out on the board. He's got a show Saturday. mid. It's like 10 o'clock. It's 10 to midnight. 10 to midnight. You want to groove. You going clubbing. You going banging. I'm going out. I got a date. I need some good music up in here. All you got to do, turn up 88.7, baby. music up in here. DJ AC hanging 88.7 The Pulse every Saturday, 8 to 10. Until then, I love you, maniacs. As I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic.